At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSEN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is My Guys in the Desert. No, I am not Stormy Bonantoni. Femi Abebefe filling in for Stormy for this entire week. And we're going to have a lot of fun here over the next 60 minutes. And we want to hear from you. So make sure to tweet at us at VEASAN Live on Twitter. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. A trio of terrific guests on the show this afternoon. Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist in 15 minutes to discuss some of his favorite NFL and NBA futures bets that he's already placed. Grant Niefer of scoresandodds.com joins the show in 30 minutes. We run down his prop plays for today's action in Major League Baseball. Then Dwayne Colucci, oddsmaker over at the Rampart, helps us close out the show in 45 minutes to give us a peek behind the window of what they're seeing in the NFL preseason week number two market. But before we get into all that, let's get into the top five stories that you need to know as a better. Number one, the Jets quarterback situation. Oh, it's getting juicy. And today, the breaking news of this afternoon is that second-year quarterback Zach Wilson underwent a successful knee surgery. ESPN Jets reporter Rich Semini says there were no surprises during the operation, and all they needed to do was trim the meniscus. However, because of the bone bruise, Wilson will still likely need two to four weeks of rest before getting back on the field, which puts his status for their week one game against the Ravens in jeopardy. Right now, most books have Baltimore as a seven-point road favorite for that week one contest. So if Wilson can't go, expect 37-year-old Joe Flacco to get the start against his old team in week number one. And according to reports, it's been a good training camp for the former Super Bowl MVP. In fact, at today's practice, Flacco was 14 of 17 in team drills with three TD passes and a converted two-point play. Samini tweeted that Flacco had made some, quote, exceptional throws. Flacco started one game last season when Wilson was hurt, a 24-17 home loss to the Miami Dolphins. The number two story that you need to know is the NFC East running back usage. And we'll start on the positive side in the Meadowlands with Giants running back Saquon Barkley. ESPN's Jordan Renan believes that Barkley's 2022 workload, quote, will be huge if he stays healthy. With not much backfield depth on this Giants roster, the former second overall pick is expected to have a lot of work there with Brian Dayball, now the new head coach 
in the Meadowlands. Over at DraftKings, Barkley's season-long props, seven and a half rushing touchdowns, 1,300 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. So Barkley could be in store for a big year. On the negative side, though, we'll go to our nation's capital where commander's running back Antonio Gibson is starting to get phased out of the offense. Sam Fortier of the Washington Post reported that Gibson has been practicing with the punt team and third string offense. This comes after Gibson fumbled in the team's preseason opener against the Panthers, in which a head coach, Ron Rivera, was very critical of him. Meanwhile, running back Brian Robinson out of Alabama, the rookie, has looked awesome. Gibson's season-long rushing TD prop at DK listed at 6.5, and, and if the reports are true, maybe bet the under for Gibson's TD props. The number three story that you need to know today on August 16th is the Panthers, Patriots, little fisticuffs during today's joint practice. Tempers flared this morning up in Massachusetts at the team's joint practice. Now, this is typical for a joint practice behavior here, and our viewers can see the video right now on the screen. It's the hot August days. These teams are tired of hitting each other, so we might as well just go ahead and hit the opposition, and that's what we saw earlier this morning. The funniest part of the video, though, is the quarterback slowly walking away from the scuffle. You see Mac Jones there walking away, just like, oh, I'm just going to not be involved with this scuffle where guys are throwing haymakers at face masks. But in all seriousness, the Patriots host the Panthers Friday night in Foxborough, where Carolina right now is a short two-point favorite, total sitting at 41. The number four story that you need to know, Packers wide receiver Romeo Dubs, the rookie out of Nevada, continues to impress. The hype train is getting real with this fourth round rookie receiver. Today, during the joint practice with the New Orleans Saints, Dubs caught a sweet toe-tapping TD on an out route from Aaron Rodgers. In fact, a two-time defending MVP has spoken highly of Dubs all throughout training camp. And that's something that he typically doesn't do, especially with rookie receivers. You gotta earn Aaron Rodgers' trust, and it appears Dubs is doing that in one training camp. In fact, I have a ticket on Romeo Dubs at 100 to one to an offensive rookie of the year. I bet that a few weeks ago. He's now down to 14 to one over at DraftKings behind a list of other potential young playmakers. The Dubs steam has been heavy all throughout training camp and in preseason we saw him Friday night catch a touchdown pass from Jordan Love against the San Francisco 49ers. But right now the co-favorites to win Offensive Rookie of the Year are Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Brees Hall of the New York Jets. But Dubs, Dubs season is here folks. 14 to one, that price is really shortened from where it was a few weeks ago sitting at 100 to one. And the last story that you need to know today as a better, the PGA Tour players are meeting today regarding the Live Tour. And you know that this is serious when the PGA calls in somebody by the name of Tiger Woods to be the torchbearer of this meeting. He's rallying the troops ahead of Thursday's BMW Championship here as we're sitting in the FedEx Cup playoffs. This meeting comes a week after reports surfaced that the Open champion Cam Smith might be headed to the Live Tour. Coincidentally, Smith withdrew from this week's BMW Championship due to a hip injury. We'll see how this thing all shakes out, but as we sit right now, on August 16th, Will Zalatoris is in the lead in the FedEx Cup playoffs right ahead of Scotty Scheffler, who won four times already this season. Cam Smith, number three, but if he's withdrawn, typically he's going to head to go down in the FedEx Cup playoffs. All right, those are the five stories that you need to know as a better. And because today is a Tuesday, yesterday we had overreaction Monday. Today we have hot Take Tuesday, the hottest of takes on this Tuesday. And it's going to melt the screen or your earbuds, or your Bluetooth speakers, whichever choice you've gone with here on this Tuesday. But the first take on the board, the overtrend will continue in week two of the preseason. This, to my opinion, not so hot. I don't think the overtrend is going to continue. This is not going to continue from what we saw a week ago. I think the adjustment being made in the market that you can play the under in most of these week two games safely. Uh, last week, we saw totals in the low to mid 30s. Now they're in the high 30s to low 40s. Now, the assumption being made for why we're seeing some of these higher totals is that teams will play their starters longer in some of these games but I don't think that's necessarily true because Trey Lance is not expected to play for the San Francisco 49ers Kyler Murray isn't playing for the Cardinals we already know that Joe Burrow is not going to play for the Cincinnati Bengals I think that the adjustments have been made in the market 
and they've gone way too far. And in fact, we've already seen so far as we sit here on Tuesday, the betting market play against some of those big moves towards the over at the open. So in my opinion, I don't think that the over trend is going to continue. So this is not that hot of a take. The overs, in my opinion, are over in the NFL preseason. The next one, the Patriots offensive issues are overblown. In my opinion, this is kind of hot. We're starting to heat up a little bit here. This would have a no heat level for me if it weren't the Patriots. And I think the play calling uncertainty would be a massive deal, if not for being the New England Patriots. Because look at this. They have the greatest head coach in the history of the sport in Bill Belichick. If you don't think he has a plan, you're kidding yourself. Now, the plan might not work. It's, it's not guaranteed that the plan works, but he definitely has a plan of attack. I think replacing Josh McDaniels was always going to be difficult, so I'm not reading too much into this stuff with Matt Patricia or Joe Judge being the play caller. I think the Patriots will have a plan on what to do. Their win total at 8.5, if I had to bet it, honestly, I would bet it towards the over just because I trust Bill Belichick that much. Mac Jones showed a little bit of promise in his rookie season, almost won Offensive Rookie of the Year. If he can improve even just slightly, maybe this Patriots team can be a little bit better and be a little bit more explosive on offense despite all the uncertainty around who is calling the plays. The next take is that the Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC East. I think we're starting to really, really heat up with this take. So I really like the Eagles, full transparency. I like the Eagles this season and potentially to be a Super Bowl caliber contender. But right now at the price of plus 160, I think this is a hot take. I would not bet it. As much as I love the roster on offense, defense, and special teams, the best quarterback in the division by far still resides in Dallas. Now I played some long shot prices on the Eagles at 50 to one to win the Super Bowl, 20 to one to win the NFC, but I can't recommend this short of a price to win the division. One of the things I think that works in Philly's favor is the schedule is very manageable, especially early on. So they should get out to a good start. But when you're talking about plus 160, when you don't even have the best quarterback in the division, I can't go that far. But this is still a quarterback league. And I think that the Cowboys have the best one and that should give them an edge over the Eagles if it comes down to these two teams. But at the longer prices that we saw earlier this offseason, I definitely like the Eagles at plus 300. But now at plus 160, cannot recommend it. The next hot take is that a non-quarterback will win the Heisman. And this is pretty damn hot, in my opinion. Now we're starting to talk here because I would love to see a non-quarterback win this award. But we know that this is just a quarterback award. We got a deal in reality. And despite Devontae Smith winning this a couple years ago, it's likely going to go to another QB. 10 of the last 12 Heisman winners have been quarterbacks. The only two non-quarterbacks happen to play for Alabama. So that's how this award has been given out over the past decade plus. And now with that said, I bet on Texas running back Bijan Robinson at 40 to one, but that's just in hopes that the voters get sick of voting for a quarterback. And the final hot take is that the Boston Celtics are better off without Kevin Durant. This is ghost pepper hot in my opinion. Let's remember something guys. Despite all the noise and all the social media stuff, Kevin Durant is still one of the 15 to 20 greatest players in the history of basketball. Now, outside of trading away Jason Tatum or Robert Williams, I don't think there's a scenario in which the Celtics can give up too much for Kevin Durant. The NBA is all about having dudes, and if you want to win a title, you got to have a dude. And that's one of the reasons why the Celtics haven't won a title since 2008, because they haven't had that high-class all-NBA caliber player. Tatum was that in the regular season, but we saw those shortcomings come playoff time. If they get Kevin Durant, they're the legitimate favorite to win the title. He's that good of a player who can swing win probability that much. In my opinion, if you're the Celtics, you do what you got to do, even if it means giving up Jalen Brown to acquire Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets, because if you want to win a title, you got to have an all-time great player. And Kevin Durant, at the end of the day, is an all-time great player. All right, that is it for Hot Take Tuesday. On the other side, our first guest joining us, Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist, talking a little NBA and NFL here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out and now, and our guide, NFL Guide, drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is my guys in the desert coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe filling in for Stormy Bon and Tony. It's a hot take Tuesday, and we just gave out some hot takes. And I want to get our next guest thoughts on the last take that I had here. Julian Edlow of DraftKings, content specialist out there in Boston. Julian, hope all is well this summer. And we're going to get to the NFL in just a bit. But I was just talking about Kevin Durant saying that outside of trading Robert Williams or Jason Tatum, there's nothing the Celtics could give up, in my opinion, that would be too much for KD. Do you think the Celtics are better off without Kevin Durant? Yeah, it's a really good question, Um, and it totally depends, in my opinion, on Jalen Brown's intentions. Um, The Celtics are fine as is. They just went to game six of the NBA Finals with a young core, superstars that are 25 and younger, and they bring in some ridiculous depth now. Uh, Depth was their issue, the bench getting outplayed in that Finals. Besides game one, they bring in Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and Danilo Gallinari, which is a huge boost. So I think the Celtics are fine as is. The question is, in two years, is Jalen Brown going to want to leave? And Mm -hmm. if he gives any indication of yes, then sure, you take four years of Kevin Durant under contract. If the answer is no, then I think that you stand pat. Um, Even under contract for Kevin Durant, we've seen ever since he left uh, OKC, that he has a willingness to just kind of shut down and want to move around. He's been kind of a different guy. So I think that the Celtics are good as is, and you only upgrade if you absolutely need to. But it's it's a tempting option. I don't think there's a wrong answer. My opinion is that you just want to stand pat with the young core that you have. Yeah, and right now with the young core that they have, they're the favorite over at DraftKings, plus 450 to win next year's NBA title. Sham Sharenia of The Athletic reported earlier this afternoon that the Jazz and Knicks have re-engaged in trade talks centered around Donovan Mitchell. What would acquiring Donovan Mitchell do for the Knicks this season? Is this a top-four seed in the East or maybe a play-in tournament caliber team if Mitchell goes to the Mecca? Yeah, I don't think it's a top-four. I think the top-four, you know barring any injuries to them during the season or another team going out and getting an even bigger get than Mitchell. I I think that's going to be the Celtics, the Sixers, the Heat, and the Bucks. Those are the four best teams in the East, and I would be surprised if one of those four teams didn't win the East. Uh, That said, you know, the Knicks are decent. We saw them have that little 4-5 matchup with the Hawks. It didn't go very well two years ago and then kind of fell apart this past season. So, If they add Donovan Mitchell, I think they're a pretty good team and they fit in somewhere from that five seed into one of the play-in seeds uh, with Mitchell on that roster. Um, But, you know, the way things are going in Utah and from what I've seen from Danny Ainge from all of his years in Boston, once you sell Rudy Gobert, you're going to be selling on Donovan Mitchell at Mm -hmm. some point. It's just about when the price and the timing is right. 
Uh, we're speaking with Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist. We know that Danny Ainge is not going to settle for any deal, so that's probably what's holding this whole thing up. You want to bounce one more NBA topic off of you before we get into the NFL. Where are you at with the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that was very feisty in that first-round series against the Phoenix Suns? Zion Williamson expected to be back this year. How high is the ceiling for this Pelicans team, in your opinion? Yeah, so I haven't bet any NBA futures yet, but I put out my my article on the DK playbook yesterday with the two early leans that I have, and one of them was that Celtics team to win the Atlantic Division, um, which is sitting at minus 135 on DK Sportsbook. And the other one was this New Orleans Pelicans team at minus 165 to make the postseason. They obviously made the playoffs last year uh, by winning two play-in games and then taking the top-seeded Suns to six games in the first round. They did that after starting 4-16. and 16. They were 16 and 32. I actually bet their win total under 39 and a half, which cashed, but at 36 and 46, they were good enough to be in the play-in round and good enough to get into the postseason. The turning point for them to to finish the season so strong was trading for CJ McCollum. So now you're going to have McCollum, you're going to have Ingram, you've got Jonas Valanciunas, and they did all that without Zion Williamson, who's now going to be back. So you put that core four together with a group of pretty good role players. And teams like San Antonio selling off Murray, who were in the mm-hmm. play-in round and, and could have had a playoff spot. Utah was a five seed. They're selling. There's more room for them to move up, and they're getting guys back and bringing a guy in C.J. McCollum back for a full season that I think they have good potential. I think that the Pelicans can be you know, anywhere from a four to six seed and skip the play-in altogether or be one of the best teams in the play-in and just have to win a home game to make the playoffs. Yeah, if Zion can get right, that team's ceiling is sky high with some of that young talent that they have. And they have a veteran now with C.J. McCollum, who's kind of the adult in the room who's been there, done that, at least from his days in Portland. All right, let's get to the football because it's August. The folks want their gridiron takes here. Um, Who do you like to win the AFC South and why? Yeah, so AFC South, I I put out the Colts uh, when they were minus 125. I think they've moved a little bit more on DK Sportsbook. The Titans won it last year. They won both games over the Colts, which were crucial to, to get there. It seems like these two teams went in completely opposite directions this offseason. And I'm only going to mention these two teams because what I love about this division is nobody thinks that the Jaguars or the Texans can win the division. Uh, so when you can write off two teams from the start, which I think is legitimate, that's a big edge. Uh, you know, mm. people might be high on the Jags this year. That's fine. Maybe they go over their six and a half win total. I don't think they do, but they're not going to contend in the division. So Tennessee takes steps back, losing Julio Jones and uh, A.J. Brown. Ryan Tannehill puked all over himself in a playoff game, and now he's (laughs) making downgrades at receiver. The defense was nothing special last year. It's pretty much about Derrick Henry and the running game, and I don't think that's enough to win this division with what they have. The Colts, meanwhile, Upgrade, the upgrade from Carson Wentz to, to Matt Ryan is going to speak volumes. I know it's kind of been overblown this whole summer, but um, you know I, I think that narrative is real. It's going to make a huge difference getting the ball to those receivers. He's going to make a star of Pittman Jr. Um, and you got the running game to mix with Jonathan Taylor, a running game like they never had in Atlanta for Matt Ryan. The defense is a good defense. Add Stephon Gilmore, too, a 2019 Defensive Player of the Year to that defense. The offensive line is fantastic. I, I think that the Colts are, are the team pretty far and away in this, this division, and uh, I like that we can just kind of throw two teams out the window. No, I completely agree with you. I got a couple Colts tickets to win the division. I have a Colts ticket to win the Super Bowl just because I don't think we're overblowing the difference between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. And I'm I'm an anti-Wentz guy uh, on the field, at least. Yeah. And I think Matt Ryan is a professional quarterback that can at least stabilize that offense. And we can cut down on some of those, those left-handed turnovers that Wentz had an affinity for last year. Yes, please. <laughs> um, how do you plan to fade the Bears this year? Because looking at this roster, outside of the Falcons, it might be the worst in football. Yeah, I came around on this one late. Um, it opened seven and a half. And, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, stewed on it for a while and was like, ah, I missed the best number. Should I bet it? Yes, you should bet it because <laughs> the Bears are not going to be good this year. And you can bet them whether you want to go under six and a half wins. They're still up on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet exact uh, finishing position in divisions. You can bet them at minus 130 to finish last in the NFC North. I think we all think that the Packers and Vikings We'll easily finish ahead of them. So it's mm-hmm. between the Lions and people are high on the Lions. Um, that six and a half win total, I, I think they should go over that um, and have a pretty decent season. But the Bears have the potential to be like the worst team in the league. It's them, Houston, and Atlanta, honestly. 
and I think things are going to get ugly early. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fade the Bears here who have a bad offensive line. Fields is still figuring things out. you got no receivers. You had to bring in Nikhil Harry who couldn't do anything with the Patriots, yeah. and he already gets hurt as a guy to rely on. I, I just don't see it happening to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I love me some Justin Fields, but the situation that he is in is rough out there in the Windy City. Julian, we got about a minute left. You have a couple season-long player props. Why don't you let the folks know what you're on uh, upcoming this season? Yeah, real quick, I'm playing the under on 750 rushing yards for Devin Singletary. Uh, Bill's running back. He's gone over this in two of three seasons, just barely in his NFL career. But you bring in Zach Moss two years ago. Now you bring in a second round pick, James Cook, running back from Georgia. I just don't see how he gets there. And that's if he stays completely healthy. We know that's a big if at running back. Mm -hmm. And then at receiver, I'm going Julio Jones over 550 receiving yards. He's done it every year of his career besides last year playing 10 games with Ryan Tannehill. He did it in nine games the previous season with Matt Ryan. He did it in five games before he got hurt in one season with Matt Ryan. You put him with Tom Brady. I don't care if he's wide receiver three. Um, We saw how much Tom Brady liked Antonio Brown in that role. Mm -hmm. 550 yards is just too low. Like he can play eight, nine, 10 games and get there with Brady. Throw a 150 yard game in there and, you know, it's almost there. As long as he gets on this TB12 diet with Tom, I mean, he might not be able to get hurt if he, if he gets on that TB12 little avocado ice cream for dessert for Julio uh, down there in Tampa. He is Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist. Julian, always love having you on the show. We'll hope to talk soon, bud. Yep, anytime. Thanks for having me, Femi. Good stuff there from Julian. I like the play on the Bears to finish last place. Almost like a separate way to play onto Detroit. If you just bet the Bears minus 130, that could be a way to have a positive impact for the Detroit Lions, who people are higher on myself as well, over the Bears at least. All right, stick with us. Grant Niefer, scoresandodds.com, joins us next here on VSIN. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is My Guys in the Desert coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas at the halfway point of the show. But we're going to keep this train rolling with our next guest, Grant Niefer of scoresandodds.com, talking all things MLB player props. Grant, we appreciate the time and you joining us here on My Guys in the Desert. And word on the street is that it's Dinger Tuesday. Uh, Is that correct? So (laughs) because it's Dinger Tuesday, here, uh, I wanted to ask you about a Seattle Mariner, Mitch Haniger. You got him to hit a home run prop. Why do you see this as an advantageous play for the Mariners outfielder? I mean, you can get a about plus 350 over at FanDuel for the Dinger Tuesday promotion. People forget how good he was since he's been out for most of the season, but he was a 39 home run guy last season going up against Suarez, who hasn't allowed a ton of power, but he is giving up 40% hard contact, 40% fly balls. Haniger's just too good to have odds this high in this game. Another guy that you like here to hit a home run, uh, it's a Royals first baseman against the Twins tonight, and this one's playing out even more plus money. Yeah, Vinny Pasquantino has just been on an absolute tear recently. Six home runs, five home runs in the last seven games, um, was MLB player of the week last week, and for some reason they haven't lowered his odds at all. He is going up against Sonny Gray, who is a decent pitcher, but gives up a solid amount of fly ball, solid amount of hard contact to lefties. And he's just been so hot recently that keep getting it at plus 520 is just silly odds to me. You know, it's interesting. You typically don't see uh, somebody play pitching props on the two pitchers of the same game, but that's the situation that you have with the Cubs and Nationals tonight uh, with Patrick Corbin and Justin Steele. What did you see when you looked at the odds board that was advantageous from a value standpoint with these two pitchers? Yeah, so it's an interesting uh, spot with Corbin. He has a 4.14 xFIP, so his ERA should be around four. It's sitting at seven on the season. Been absolutely destroyed in two out of the last three outings. But he's still a better pitcher than he's shown pretty much all season long. He's not a huge strikeout rate guy, but his odds on his over four and a half strikeouts are sitting at plus odds right now, and I haven't projected for around five. 
So it's just a weird spot going up against Chicago, who doesn't have a ton of guys that can beat him up. Not a great lineup. And they have three really high strikeout bats in the lineup. So four and a half just seems a little bit too low. And then on the other side, Justin Steele, he's not a bad pitcher. He's been pretty solid this season. And the Nationals are not a good team, Mm -hmm. but they aren't a team that strikes out a ton sitting around a 20% K rate in their lineup going up against lefties. And Steele, the main reason why he tends to strike out a lot of guys is because he strikes out lefties at a huge clip while righties at a much lower clip. And looking at the lineup right now, it came out a little while ago, only one lefty in the lineup. And then almost everyone outside of Voight and Barrera are low strikeout bats. So Steele's line is a bit too high and Corbin's line is a bit too low. Blue Jays right-hander Alec Manoa is facing the Orioles tonight. Uh, what did you see with the, how he's been pitching as of late and this matchup that led you to betting his pitching prop? I mean, he's known as a very good pitcher. That's why his prop is so high. He's really not that high of a strikeout pitcher. I mean, he's got great stuff. He's a really good um, arm, but he's just not striking out a ton. He's sitting right around league average, like slightly over. And Baltimore, even though they have a decent amount of righty or righties in their lineup, they have a lot of switch hitters. So there's currently five, six lefties in the lineup right now. And Manoa doesn't strike out lefties a lot, strikes out more righties. And going up against a bunch of lefties with a team that strikes out well below average for uh, against right-handed pitching really doesn't show me that he should have a K prop at 5.5. He may go later into the game, but mm-hmm. overall, this lineup is probably going to work the count a little bit and not strike out a ton, put the ball in play. He may go seven innings, give up zero earned runs, but in that scenario, he's still probably hitting the under on this prop. We're speaking with Grant Neifer of scoresandodds.com, talking all things MLB player props here. Uh, Jose Quintana, the Cardinals left-hander, he's going up against the Colorado Rockies tonight. What stood out to you when you were looking at his outs total? Um, I mean, Rockies coming away from Coors. There's been studies done. People have looked into it. Generally, after playing over in Coors because of the high altitude, the ball doesn't move as much downward because of the thin air. So generally, they tend to be a little bit worse the first day after playing over in Denver. So Quintana, been a solid overall pitcher, going up against a team that really does not walk a lot, doesn't work the count a ton, just puts the ball in play. He's gone over six innings in two of his last three outings. So getting this up, these odds at plus 110 right now for the over on this, I have it as over a 50% chance of hitting here. So offers a nice 5 to 10% ROI. It's just too high of a line or too low of a line. For you not to bet it just because again they're not going to be great coming out of Coors and they're just not really a great team at working the count overall you know it's interesting because it's you're a Seattle guy and we're talking about it, or a Northwest guy I should say we're talking about it during the break over in the eastern central Washington area I'm a Seattle guy uh, the Seattle Mariners this year from a team perspective right now they're leading the AL wildcard race uh, if the season ended today they would be hosting the Tampa Bay Rays and ending the playoff drought for the first time since 2001, the longest drought in North American sports currently. Uh, how do you feel about this Mariners team now that we're heading into the, the real stretch run? Do you think that they can hang on and get to the postseason and this drought and maybe possibly make some noise in October? Yeah, I absolutely think they can. I mean, the Orioles kind of sold off a little bit mm-hmm. during the uh, trade deadline. The Mariners, they've just put so many new guys into the system. Hanniger's a stud. J-Rod has been absolutely fantastic this year and looks like he could be an all-star for the next 15 years. They got pitching now. They have Castillo and Ray, and they have Kirby, which looks like a nice young arm. They're looking better than they've looked at for years and years and years. And all the way up and down outside of maybe Frazier, they've got solid bats. I absolutely love them. I got them at 120 to 1 to win the World Series about two months ago. Um, and I've been hitting it ever since. I still like him at 35 to one because now adding Castillo, getting into the playoffs, running maybe a three, four arm rotation, having Ray, Castillo, Kirby as their top three guys, they can, those guys are right up there with almost every other team that's going to make the playoffs outside the Mets who just have something ridiculous with DeGrom and Scherzer. Mm-hmm. But the Mariners, they, they look solid. They're probably going to have to play that first round, but they're most likely getting two of the three games at home as they're leading the wild card race right now. I mean, Toronto, any of those other teams can catch up, but as of right now, they've been on a tear recently. They added at all-star break. They are looking really good, both with their arms and with their bats. So last night's game, when we were watching it and the, 
the ninth inning, they're the, the Angels. What was going through your head during that debacle that ended up helping the Mariners go ahead? Because sometimes it's better to be lucky than good in that situation. The Mariners taking advantage of some of the Angels' follies in the ninth. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Angels. I don't understand. <laughs> I, at this point, I don't know if just bad management, bad anything, or if they're just straight up cursed. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. You have the two best players potentially in the last 30 years outside of Barry Bonds, and you can't make the playoffs any given year. I know Trout's been injured. I know Altani's been injured at times. But the Angels are just an absolute dumpster fire of an organization half the time. And I'm not going to argue with it. It's nice for the Mariners to be able to make the playoffs. Nice mm-hmm. we got the win last night. Yeah, hopefully they can get the win once again today. The Angels, just for record, 14 games under 500 with the the. MVP caliber players, probably the two best players in baseball on their team. Funny how that works out. He is Grant Niefer of scoresandodds.com. Check him out wherever you get your uh, betting information. Grant, we appreciate all the time this afternoon and uh, hope all is well and go M's. Go M's. There we go. The Soto Mojo is alive and well in the Pacific Northwest. Hopefully the Mariners can end that postseason drought. Also some news out of the Pacific Northwest, this coming from John Boyle, the Seahawks senior reporter, and he is reporting that the quarterback competition in Seattle, Drew Locke now starting with the number one offense to open the team portion of practice. This has gone opposite of what we've seen so far throughout training camp. Geno Smith has been that guy to get those reps, and we saw Geno Smith start in the preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he, he was a little shaky at times. Wasn't the best, but he led the two-minute touchdown drive towards the end of the first half there to get a TD on the board. But Geno Smith has been the incumbent, not really the incumbent since he didn't start last year, but he's the guy that knew the offense. He was comfortable with Shane Waldron at the office of coordinator, but Drew Locke, who they acquired in the deal, sending Russell Wilson over to the Rocky Mountains, now getting work with the number ones. Locke threw two TD passes in the second half, had a chance to be the hero in Saturday night's preseason game, but had the blindside sack and that led to the fumble in the Pittsburgh Steelers, ultimately winning that one with three seconds to go. But a very interesting development out in the Pacific Northwest with Drew Locke now working with the ones, the Seahawks, they host the Chicago Bears Thursday night up in Seattle. So I'm curious to see who's going to end up being the, the QB one for that game, because that might give us a little bit of an indication as to where this quarterback competition goes. But Drew Locke, who a lot of folks outside of the region felt would be the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. We never know what Pete Carroll and John Schneider are going to do there because they kind of marched their own beat. But it appears that Locke will be the uh, at least getting no, more reps with the ones, I should say as he's starting to get those reps in practice. The Seahawks five-point favorites in that game. They've been getting bet over the past 24 hours in this game against the Chicago Bears. Total sitting at 42 and a half. All right, on the other side, we'll wrap up the show with our guy, Dwayne Colucci, odds maker over at the Rampart. Let's talk all things NFL Week 2 preseason lines here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward, change Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is the final segment of My Guys in the Desert coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Stormy Bonatoni. And joining us now to help wrap up the show, it's our guy in the desert, Dwayne Colucci, the odds maker over at the Rampart. Dwayne, we appreciate the time as always. And I want to start with these week two preseason lines. What movement have you guys seen since you posted numbers here over the last couple days? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, Femi, because uh, most of those games and most of the public knows uh, the games were going over in week one. So we had to make some adjustments, to be honest with you, uh, going into week two and adjust these totals. Definitely. We had to raise them up a little bit. It seemed like flag football at times, Femi. No uh, <laughs> real hard physical contact. And rightfully so. I mean, you see uh, Zach Wilson with a big injury and uh, some of these other guys, you know, uh, you don't want to see your quarterback or your wide receiver or your running back get hurt. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the starters didn't even play. I mean, you're talking about guys like uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's not going to play. Uh, Cousins sat out for uh, uh, Minnesota and you had various other players that were sitting out or they would just play one or two series. So definitely we had to make some adjustments and uh, we're seeing steady action. It's just our bread and butter, our p- uh, perfect time of the season when you roll into uh, college football and you have the mm-hmm. NFL preseason as well. So we're really enjoying ourselves and the public, uh, you know, they're definitely jumping on games right off the bat. The first game was seeing some Seattle action opened it at four. Now it's up to five and a half. And rightfully so, uh, you know, from the opening week, uh, gauging those two teams. And we're seeing a lot of other teams being bet and the totals are continuously taking the over money because, like I said, the public is hip to that trend. Jacksonville, they've been uh, also a public team. Two and a half, we opened it at the Rampart and South Point. They're up to three and a half. So there's a couple of games right there, Femi, and Minnesota as well. They're up to five from three and a half opener against San Francisco. And uh, we always get a lot of 49er action, and the California teams are definitely prominent, as well as the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, you mentioned, Dwayne, the overs was the story of the week one betting in the preseason here, 14 and three, the overs went. Do you think we see the unders come back here in week two now that those adjustments have been made so far? Do you think we see some unders come in? Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that once you establish that your quarterback with the first team offense can uh, click, you're going to remove these players and you're going to have, though, a lot of hungry players in the second half Mm -hmm. that are trying to make the squad, Femi. So that's very important because you don't want to be on that practice squad. You definitely want to be on the pro team. So it's very hard to gauge the preseason. I always think it's way tougher than the regular season when you're handicapping and putting up lines for totals. I like the quarterback rotations and the side betting, but the totals are very difficult. Definitely. The totals are difficult. I'm surprised that the public loves Jacksonville so much. I get that Trevor Lawrence looked good in that first game, but Pittsburgh has a quarterback competition and they're going to get competent quarterback play, at least from a preseason relative scale all the way throughout the entire game. If you're going to give me more than a field goal, I might have a Pittsburgh ticket in my pocket by the time there's kickoff in that game. Uh, We're speaking with Dwayne Colucci, odds maker over at the Rampart. Dwayne, outside of Browns Panthers that week one game, because I'm sure that's been bet heavily based on the swings that we've seen due to Deshaun Watson's uncertainty. What NFL week one game in the regular season has seen the most action for you guys? 
Well, we definitely, you hit the nail on the head. You know, there's everybody handicapping the Cleveland Browns situation. And prior, that was definitely one of the focal games uh, for the NFL season and uh, NFL week one. That's where most of our handle was, I will say that. Uh, you know, I'm scanning through the games and looking at the money right now. I'm in front of the computer. We're seeing a lot of Baltimore action, you know, naturally, mm-hmm. because like we said, the quarterback went down for the Jets, and you're probably going to have Joe Flacco out there. But he's a very serviceable uh, backup. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's been around for almost 20 years. So, you know, we've seen that bet up from five up to six now at the Rampart and South Point. And I'm seeing some shops even have six and a half and seven on that game. So we're seeing action there. Also, New Orleans has been bet up because Atlanta is definitely going to be a weaker uh, team, I would feel, this year. But they always play well at home as well. So, uh, you know, we're seeing sharp action. It's up to five and a half from the four opener on the Saints. It's going to be interesting with the head coaching change there and also the uh, quarterback situation with New Orleans. You know, will we Winston be fully healthy. That's very important. But uh, they're betting on them. Also, he is a huge game, like you said. Uh, you know, the Cleveland game, definitely that's one that <laughs> we're seeing a massive move on that from four and a half to one. Everybody had the sense, though, that Watson really wasn't going to be starting. Yeah. He was going to have some form of suspension, right, Femi? So, uh, you know, we, we adjusted it really quick, but we're seeing some money on that game as well. Green Bay, you know, one and a half to two, that's going to be a heavy hitting match up in that division playing Minnesota. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's lost a lot of weapons, losing Adams and Valdez Scantling. So we're going to see how great Aaron Rodgers really is this season. It's going to be a measuring stick. Also, a little giant action. I'm surprised. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think Tennessee is really done. I think the Giants are another weaker team in the uh, NFC, and we are seeing some giant action to shock me there. We opened it at seven at the Rampart and South Point, and now it is down to six. The Titans are the favorite at home. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the games that we're seeing some good action, good two-way action on the Tampa-Dallas game. I think there's going to be a lot of Dallas money because we're not so sure of the stability of Tom Brady right now. Let's keep this in mind. I've seen, you know, situations like this, Femi, where he might not even return to the team. Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that, you know, it's it's a personal situation. Is his heart really in it? He looked perturbed at the end of that last practice, and then he left the team. So, uh, you know, not that I'm just a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I think they're going to take <laughs> a lot of action as we get close to the game time, Fabby. That would be quite the story. I mean, we obviously had the shocker a few years ago with Andrew Luck retiring right before that Colts preseason right. game. But if, if Brady were to do that, uh, after coming back from the sabbatical, that would be uh, the biggest story, obviously, in in all of sports here. Dwayne, we got a few minutes left. Uh, I want to get some college football thoughts from you. What's the most popular college football conference bet you guys have seen there at the Rampart? Well, I'll be honest with you, Femi. We're seeing a good spread. I was going over it because I knew you were going to ask me about that. Uh, we're seeing some good level action. I'll be honest with you. Naturally, Alabama is the you know the futures market. They're the measuring stick to bounce back. You know, Saban said he was a, in a rebuilding year, what have you. So definitely seeing some action there. Also, Michigan. Uh, they've been very popular at my shop across the counter, which is surprising. You know, I think they would maybe come back to earth, down to earth, as well as Michigan State this year so uh, we're going to see how it plays out but definitely the SEC we book most of our future action on people trying to handicap that conference and that's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see how it plays out with Alabama being the favorite going in uh, you know into this regular season so we have several options we also have that four-way wager that uh, Chris Andrews is pet over at uh, South Point mm-hmm. with booking some great action on that uh, it's uh, unbelievable spread and definitely we have college football season win totals in the conference that's what we put up at the rampart and south point a steady stream of that as well so uh yeah definitely so far alabama three to two at the rampart and south point to win the championship clemson bet from 12 to 1 to 10 to 1 that uh, also ohio state they're very popular this year family you have to watch out for them five to one yeah. now down to three to one to win the national title and you know how restricted that playoff basically is it's only four teams so we have to keep an eye on that i wish they would expand it out a little more georgia they've been uh you know uh, kind of not too popular as popular as they were last year we actually adjusted them up a little from three to one to four to one so those are some
some of the happenings. USC, always, they're attractive. They're 8-1, to one, down from 20-1. to one. But that's definitely because of the close proximity to the yeah. Los Angeles area that we're in. USC, I don't know if I can get there with the Trojans this year. Uh, that offensive right. defensive line is a little shaky, but I like what they have at quarterback and the receivers. But even the quarterback is a little bit of a question mark to me, Dwayne, as we saw him in Oklahoma right. falter a little bit down the stretch there uh, for the Sooners. He is Dwayne Colucci, odds maker over at the Rampart. Dwayne, we appreciate the time. Excellent info as always. And we hopefully talk soon before the football season starts. Yeah, definitely, Femi. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And stop by the Rampart, come and see me. There we go. Dwayne Colucci over there at the Rampart. Interesting stuff from Dwayne, especially out there in the NFL uh, with the way that these people are attacking some of these week one games. It's a push pull with Dallas and Tampa Bay, but you'd expect that with Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time and the most public team in the Dallas Cowboys. So that should be expected. All right, that does it for the show here this afternoon. Thank you to Julian Edlow of DraftKings. Thank you to Grant Niefer over at Scores and Odds. And thank you to Dwayne Colucci of The Rampart. Coming up next, the Rush Hour with Danny Burke here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.